This week, everyone's back, and so is PSN. What makes the Tenkaichi game stand out amongst the best within a sea of other Dragon Ball Z games? What are our favorite mechanics or systems introduced by video games? And the return of trivia. Hit that power button. It's time to pixelate. What the f is up, YouTube? <laughs> Please don't f do that. You, you absolutely that. did not have to do any of that. <laughs> Hello, Pixel haters. Uh, we're back. Um, it's the whole crew. We got everyone here today. It's your it's your favorite haters, your little Haiti boys. Uh, I'm Adam. I'm joined today by Chris, who has been absent from the show for the past couple of weeks. So we humbly welcome him back. The prodigal son has returned. Prodigal. Pro what, the what? It's fine. Continue. Prodigal. <laughs> he doubled down on it. The other prodigal, Micah, he's here. Uh, and we're also joined by Wolfe and Jamal. So what's up, guys? How how's your how's your past week or two or three been? It's been solid. Less gaming. I'm always looking at news, trying to learn how to code. So that's fun um but Nerd. okay i can benefit us <laughs> i can learn how to make Kidding. our dream game joke joke at dreams we'll pay you're right gaming slithering <laughs> slithering ass video games but how's the for everybody say? else okay uh, <laughs> <laughs> that one was for you micah <laughs> okay so i guess the introduction's over yeah yeah not here bro he's, he's not with us I'm it was crazy that chris practiced a perfect intro yeah dude he was like yeah he did the whole thing like an hour ago he was like yeah. I, I, I was i was ready an hour ago and now i'm not <laughs> he was like what's up how's it going welcome back to pixelate my name's chris i'm here with adam and jamal and i was like that's the cleanest intro you've ever done but we weren't even recording <laughs> It's fantastic. Ugh. Yeah, man. What's the news? Greeting to all. What was that? <laughs> In three, two, one. <laughs> Greetings yeah, to all of you. Coming back up. <laughs> Greetings. <laughs> Greetings to all of you fantasy sports fans out there. I am Adam Quigley of the Pixelate Sports Network with your fantasy update of the week. Not a lot of headlines this week. Resident Evil 4 Remake is currently dominating the conversation once again, proving that a fresh coat of paint and a healthy dose of modernization does wonders for a classic. More remakes, less remasters. We beg of you. Chris is currently enjoying the spoils of a 93 scoring game as his first entry for the year. Dynasty Warrior Soulslike, Wolong Fallen Dynasty has left both Micah and myself strung about the floor, mangled and bruised on numerous occasions, but yet it still manages to draw us in with its punishingly addictive gameplay loop. 
Bayonetta Origins, the 2D action adventure game serves as a solid reimagining for the for the legendary Umbra Witch and her adorable pet demon toy. Both games enjoyed solid reviews and so far hold a score of 81 and 80 respectively on Metacritic and on Wolfe's board. Lastly, but certainly not leastly, we at Pixelate would like to extend our love and condolences to the family and fans of Lance Riddick, multi-talented actor known for roles in The Wire and the John Wick series who passed away earlier this week, better known to gamers as the voice of Silence in Horizon Zero Dawn and Forbidden West, as well as Commanders Zavala and Destiny. The Destiny community at large took part in a touching tribute, visiting the character's in-game location and saluting and kneeling in groups. It's a lovely and ongoing moment in gaming history that reminds us of the importance of community and the beauty of collective effort in the face of tragedy. This has been Adam Quigley with your Pixelate Fantasy Update here on PSN. That's Shout out to that man. Does so sad. know how he passed? They said natural causes, which is crazy because he was 60. Yeah, he was only 60. Like that's... It's always something like bad, like cancer or some sort of disease. It's a shame. Some sort of illness. It's very young, but, but, but thank you for your contributions. Thank you for lending your voice. Yes, very talented. Okay, well, let's uplift the mood here a little bit. Let's. Someone, someone raised a, a very good question uh, in our itinerary. Uh, not sure who exactly, but was it you, Jamal? That raised this question? Probably. Probably. Okay. Most of them. Classic. Classic. Um, So what makes Budokai Tenkaichi an excellent arena fighter um, and really just an excellent game compared to other games in the Dragon Ball franchise? I think, obviously, it's the amount, obviously, you have, like, so many different characters, even, like, characters you would never, like, some of these, like, background characters. Or like characters from even outside the canon. That's great. But I really think it's the combat. Like you really feel like it's Dragon Ball. Like the fact that you can like sway, like dodge moves. Um, you can have key blasts, which cause many controllers to be broken. Like, and bruh, there's so many exciting moments. You can transform. Like, that's one thing. I guess I see why, like. For example, Fighter Z has, you know, different forms of Goku already started. And while Tenkaichi has different forms of like Goku, Vegeta, but you can still transform into like Super Saiyan, Super Saiyan 2 within those different forms of Goku. So I think that's also, you really get the full Dragon Ball experience. You know what it was for me? Tenkaichi. I, at first, I hated the switch from Budokai 3 to Tenkaichi because Budokai is one of my, Budokai 3 is one of my favorite uh, fighting games of all time. It was more of a Tekken, like, you know, with sidestepping is a 2.5D. They had the quick time events. They had the, you know, the button mashing, the controller spinning, whatever the fuck you want to call it. That game to me was like the peak of Dragon Ball fight, uh, Dragon Ball fighting and when Tenkaichi came out, I got it and I didn't like it at all. And like the 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 switch was too much. I didn't like the the way the story progressed. The the gameplay just didn't. Arena Fighters, that was my first experience with an arena fighter. And I was just like, I can't do this. But it wasn't until 
uh, Tenkaichi 2 came out and that to me has the best um has the best roster I feel like three just kind of has a bunch of people that doesn't you know that don't really need to be there like nobody wants to play as a pure a pool or a pool you guys know who that is nope exactly yeah I forgot. yeah so um it wasn't until that that i really started to feel like okay this feels like dragon ball like i see what they were going for in the first game it just didn't grab me but now if you want to put any other arena fighter up against it i feel like they pale in comparison because dragon ball at, as a whole is so huge like it's so scale based everything is so massive so when you play like an ultimate ninja storm where everything's a little smaller combos aren't as flashy like they're cool and ultimate moves are cool but like you're not destroying environments like you're not flying around like i feel like it's like jamal said it's like the perennial game like it's that it's it's the one that all other arena fighters are going to be based on and arena fighters aren't really like competitive based like that. You won't, you don't really see like serious tournaments for it, but just in terms of just straight fun, like there's nothing, there's nothing better than playing Tenkaichi, to be honest. Have you tried Xenoverse before? I haven't. I've never played, uh, I haven't played, um, aside from fighters, like the last Dragon Ball game that I owned was Tenkaichi 2 on PlayStation 2. Xenoverse takes a lot of stuff from the Budokai games, and then it makes it more like a, uh, like modernized. Mm. But also, it uh, it gives you a lot of freedom as a player. So like, I've seen it on sale a lot, but I just haven't pulled the trigger on it. it it's kind of if you're looking at Xenoverse two, it's kind of old now, but it's mm. it's a pretty good game. It's uh, it's got like a RPG element to it where you, like you can make the fighters into like your own version and you can swap in transformations swap out transformations swap in moves right uh, give them different armor clothing stuff like that and then all the environments and stuff some of them are destructible i don't know if all of them are but like the maps are very varied and there's like a insane number of characters there's got to be at least 100 yeah so, i think it's, and i see uh, they keep they keep adding right yeah, they just added Orange Piccolo and then yeah. not Gohan Beast, but Gohan, Gohan from and the a few others. Yeah, from the from the movie. I think they're at I think they're over 120 or something like that. Playable That's, characters. It's kind of like for a lack of a better comparison, it's kind of like the Smash Bros of Dragon Ball games. Just because there's so many things. Like the fact that you can create your own character is a big draw for a lot of people. Right, and then also have that character be trained by like Whis and Vegeta. Mm. and then go to the story so that you played it right like you I, have it oh yeah i played the shit out of it are there characters from heroes in it heroes takes characters and elements from xenoverse but it's not like set in the same thing there are some characters that heroes like wrote into their story from xenoverse because those games are older than that promotional show um right in that game i guess but xenoverse has it in where like Fighters has its own draw for Dragon Ball fans. Xenoverse also has its own draw. It's not for everyone, but it's like I can still see Xenoverse three having just as much hype, even though Budokai Tenkaichi four is a thing, right? Like mm. in five years or whenever they make it, uh, just because they're so different, they're very different. It takes some elements of Budokai Tenkaichi, but I think the next Xenoverse game is going to focus more on like the RPG stuff, whereas 
Tenkaichi has always been more about like the flashiness of the fighting and the the stages and <clears throat> the animations. Like the animations are solid in Xenoverse, but they're not like anything to be like excited about. It's more about the the uh, community and the actual gameplay itself. Like the fighting, the online community is super uh, active in that game. They get competitive as fuck. I don't know if they have tournaments. Uh, but they do get competitive. Um, but it's it's a very different kind of competitive from like Fighter Z or something like that. As a Dragon Ball fan, like we're all fans, I guess to differing levels, but we're all fans of the franchise <clears throat> overall. Like what what level of fandom do you have to be at to purchase like all of these goddamn games that they're releasing about Dragon Ball? You have Kakarot. Like you said, they're probably going to come out with Kakarot too, right? But they're still updating Telling the that same game. fucking story. They're going to have over the Xenover- Xenoverse 3, Tenkaichi story. 4. They're going to have Fighters 2, probably. <clears throat> like, I understand they're all different styles of games, like, but Jesus fucking Christ. Like, well, it's, a, it's about the draw of each individual one. Because, like, Fighter Z and Xenoverse tell totally different stories from what you already see and understand. Like, Xenoverse, you create a character, and that's the story you go through you go through the patrol like the time patrol story and you play as like a saiyan or a but that's xenoverse 2 right yeah and xenoverse 1 xenoverse 1 you also go back in time and try to stop events that's why i like xenoverse is because like they throw in cooler into the saiyan verse or goku versus frieza first fight and you help goku fight those two it's oh dude you they do so much cool shit i can't remember where i got in first xenoverse but it was it was pretty fun, and then <clears throat> I just fell off. You of played it. the first one probably. I did. I never ago, I never played Universe Two. But they they throw in so many Milo, different like curveballs in those games, and, and Fighter Z is a totally outside story. Like first of all, Fighter Z, there's no other Dragon Ball game like that, and then second of all, the story is not great, but it's nothing like it's not a retelling of anything. It's a it's new story. and it's canon, yeah. Xenoverse is a retelling, but it's it's doing something totally different where like there's people trying to fuck up the timeline and you're going back and correcting it. And that's what makes it fun too. But that's the uh, shit that they have to do because like I said, they've been telling the same fucking Saiyan saga, Frieza saga, Cell saga story sometimes so, blue. So for what we need twenty five years, bro. Like so what what we need now is rather than games focusing on Z and the events of that we don't have pretty much any games besides xenoverse uh regarding kakarot or no sorry regarding super like they, we need more games that focus on what's going on now in the story and i think and what went on before well it, it was a little unfair to i mean yeah og dragon ball is being covered by kakarot now um Thank God. which is I, I i was really happy to see that that's fantastic that's uh, cool. that but um, like, what the reason they probably haven't dropped a super game is because Super only ended a few years ago. So whatever we're talking about is probably in development as we speak. Uh, me and Jamal got into like a mini argument because he he's I was of the mind that because they announced Dragon Ball uh, Budokai Tenkaichi Four so early, I figured. Well, I don't want to even call it early. I thought it was going to come out like at the latest by this time next year. I feel like they wouldn't announce that if it wasn't going to come soon, like within 365 days. Nah, I don't, I don't know. I don't think it's the amount that they showed, like that's the, as teaser as a teaser gets. 
That's of course. But like, how much more do you need? You already have four games. You just have to build on at, well, I mean, again, I don't know shit about game development. Right. But like, I can't imagine they're changing the formula so much that the game has to take extra, extra time. I can. I can. They shove these Dragon been- Ball games out year after year after year well that's why they have to differentiate it so much this next time and that's probably why they will take more time on it because this isn't just going to be xenoverse 3 this isn't just going to be kakarot 2 this is going to be a totally new budokai which was its own set of games and yeah it's 15 years in the making yeah it was like like a whole genre of arena fighters so like now yeah, I doubt it's been 15 years in the making I highly doubt no but it's been 15 years since the last one yeah, but I'm just saying, like, on camera they, or, okay. they have to build up a little bit of, like, marketing in terms of what they're bringing to the table. There's no way they're going to just drop it mid-year this year or anything like that. I highly doubt it. You you might be right about it coming before this time next year, but, like, by the end of the year? Mm. We'll see. We will see. They're dealing with a lot of competition. I highly doubt it. I mean, but... Dragon Ball's fan base is so like the game is gonna get bought. What it yeah, would what what, what yeah. like no anime games really sell like, like do Naruto do the Naruto games really do numbers like that? Yeah, that's why they keep coming out. <laughs> but right. But I think it's just them. Like you see my hero does uh one's justice, which is a great game, very underrated. Uh shout out to Chris for being the only person who fucking owns it <laughs> on the planet. But that game's fun as fuck um there's the one punch man like they're all doing the arena fighters because dragon ball did it first so it carries its own like we don't have to worry about competition they kind of set the standard what's your guys's favorite uh like mechanic or system that a game introduced that's like specific to that game or that series of games i love the system um from the the Shadow of War and Shadow of Mordor games. That's the one that I was thinking too. Nemesis yes. system. Yes. Yep. The, the, ne- the Nemesis system, exactly. Oh, um, I've heard of that. What is that? It's this it's the system where essentially um every character in the game um has like a personality and that when characters die off they're replaced by other character it's and it like builds upon itself so they have like feuds running with each other and all types of different shit it's uh and it's all procedurally generated but at the same time very very intricate very very um it's am like i describing it correctly you would buy an enemy the enemy goes up in rank yes and then uh, they'll like talk shit to you and then you go back and try to kill them and say they kill you again. They go up and rank again. Or if you kill them. Oh, that's tough. Then they might come back to life later on in the game and be like, remember when you killed me? And you're mm-hmm. like, how the fuck? Or yes. if you make one of them your friend, they might save your life. And then, you know, or they might betray you. It's called, that shit's it's called on Game Nemesis. Pass. I need to get that. It's, it's it, very dude, impressive. It's called the Nemesis system because you make straight up Nemesis. Like randomly like generated own. Nemesis in the game. That's it, tough. It tells its own story. It's yeah. really <clears throat> like you. If you haven't played, if you like Arkham games, the Arkham Batman games. Oh, oh my god, it's so fun! Oh yeah. god, we were just it talking about this. I, I got to go back and play the Shadow games, but um, yeah, and so, Shadow Mordor's freaking god, it's so good. It's it's awesome because uh the the enemies that like you fight like 
let's say that you defeat the same guy like three or four times in a row um and like yeah you kill him but then he comes back later he's like he's like uh he's he's a shamed former version of his of himself and he's like he's seeking revenge and like they that's... keep the scars that you left on them too if you cut off his arm he comes back with like a crossbow arm if you gouge out oh, his eye he comes that's back with tough a or if you burn them alive, they come back all melted and gross, and they're like, "Remember me?" It's, it's <laughs> You're awesome. like, "No, <laughs> <laughs> you don't look the same, dude." And they get new titles every time they rank up or rank down. It's a really good game. That's and tough. If you right. like Lord of the Rings, if you just like the Batman Arkham games, that's enough. And and you don't even necessarily have to kill them either. Like, um, sometimes you'll get into a feud with them, and like. Uh, they'll, they'll run off and then they'll come back and the like, like Micah said, remember me, bitch. <laughs> you're like, you have your no! Well, you, you have your own army that you command and you mm-hmm. like take on and they have their own personalities and you can make them more chiefs. It's really good. Really That's fucking excellent. good series. I was, I was reading up on it just, if not yesterday, the day before too. And I was just like, damn, like I like Lord of the Rings, but I never like got so much into it that I would consider getting this game off of the strength of my came out 2018. The, the only reason it wasn't talked about is because there was two other big games that year but that game like pretty much wipes half of game pass's library like it doesn't yeah. compare um there was one also i think in i'm not sure if it's in both the last of us games but i know it's for sure in the last of us two um like the, your playing style i don't know if it develops over the course of the game but um there are enemies that like when you're fighting against the human enemies they like they adapt to your uh play style so like if you're more uh if you're more stealth based like in in your encounters then like they'll basically mimic that if you run in you know run and gun you just go in trying to fight them then they'll mimic that as well um, yeah, that was that was only in the second game, but it was they took that idea from Metal Gear, like in Pokemon, like EV training and stuff like that. Like that's something that not the average player will will keep in mind, but that is a system nonetheless that you can exploit and take advantage of. It feels like a lot of work for like very little reward, and it's not really like a skill based thing. Like it's all numbers based, and you can pretty much calculate and kind of know what it is that you want your levels to be at and your stats to be at at the end of the day it's kind of just move set picking and order and then you know it's it's like a card game you like you have to max everything out just to compete so like that's a given and then on top of that it's moveset building so it's really like yeah if you want to go that extra mile to play the game by all means, but like it's not, you know. And I feel like I what know. that takes my away love from for it is even that much. wanting to play online too. It's like if I go online, I feel like I'm gonna go against people that's like done these EV train IV trainings, mm. and like like the perfect won't be able to compete. All that, like, yeah. Nah, yeah. like it's a lot of work just to even do that. So, and that's something I feel like they sh- could easily like work on or something. I w- I don't want to say take it out. Because no, it's definitely a no. good level. It's good, something that's good to introduce, and they had it for so long, so it's not something they are going to introduce. But I don't know, make it more beginner friendly to enter in. Because it's something that doesn't really show up until end game. Like you, you're not really learning about it, you know, when you're 
second, third badge in. Like, you just kind of, by the end, it's like, oh, look at all these things that you can do to make your Pokemon better than what they are. Why didn't I have this at the beginning? But again, it's a hand-holdy-ass game. It's a hand-holdy-ass franchise. We know this. Right. One thing I like, talking about, like, a fighting game specifically, I never I never got into it. I think I tried to get into it, like, once, but quickly fell off. I do like Tekken's, like, fighting system. Like, each button represents, like, a limb or something. The fact that you can sidestep, it feels very nuanced compared to most other fighters. And that is a fighting game that I appreciate a lot. And I might, like, it's something different, but it still works for a lot of people. So I agree. I wish more fighting games took an approach rather than, you know, to make it feel somewhat different, at least how you actually fight. Yeah, a lot of fighting games, at least I know like 2D fight or something, is very combo heavy base, you know? There's some footsies. So I do like, in Tekken you can have that, but like I said, it's, you have to think a lot more. You can also, I don't know, I just like it a lot. Did you say that there's footsies? Yes. Yeah, there's, there's footsies in every fighting game. That's what it's called, Adam. What do you mean Neutral. by that? It, it's the period of time when nobody has an advantage. You're just kind of looking for an opening. It's footsies. I've never heard know, that, but... No, people find games like move forward and backward. <laughs> yeah, just moving back and forth. Like, <laughs> yeah. Just seeing yeah, people yeah. stare each other down. That's it's footsies. No, I, I've never heard of that. I, I know exactly what you're talking about. You know, I myself am very... Never very, called it that. Very ventured in the fighting game scene. But not once. Footsies are like the it. best part of the game, to be honest. It's the most fun because you can't you can't hit any combo if you can't get in. It's it's the art within itself. My favorite mechanic that I can think of is the ship sailing slash combat in Black Flag Assassin's Creed. It's so just relaxing, but also intense at the same time because like. You drive a car in GTA or in uh, Watch Dogs or like any open world game, it doesn't feel like you're really driving a car. It just feels like you're moving a bigger character on screen, kind of. Uh, it's very like snappy. It feels it like GTA probably does it the best out of every non-driving game. Yeah, I was going to say GTA feels like a car. Watch Dogs is... Uh, but it's not... When you drive a bigger car in GTA, unless it's a fucking semi... It doesn't feel weighty, is what I'm trying to get at. Okay. Um, you fucking sail a black a ship in Black Flag. You are like turning that wheel to get that thing to turn, and like it just feels like you're moving this massive vehicle. And when you're in a ship battle, and there's like shrapnel exploding off of the deck, and like everyone's screaming, and you're trying fire. It's so cool, bro. And the storm, and if there's like a storm going on, huge waves are going over the boat. People are falling off. There's ships exploding in the background. No other game has like in made me feel that immersed in just a simple like ship combat or like vehicle combat. Uh, Where do you feel like they kind of went wrong in that series? Because Black Flag's sailing system was perfect, but then in later entries, um, you know, uh, odyssey the origins didn't really have a whole lot of like origins had had one that was actually better than odyssey's because it's made by the people that made black Flag. right and it 
it was it wasn't like you could do it whenever you wanted to but there were certain yeah. missions where you could hop on egyptian boats where they had bows and spears okay but the thing is they kept the like immersion factor where like, like when they shot the fire speeders over there were people bleeding and screaming from because of fire the whole ship was exploding with shrapnel and stuff it wasn't like cannons were going through it but you know they kept that like idea that these are huge ships with hundreds of people on them odyssey odyssey kind of just went the easiest route possible it feels like you're playing like a super rpg version of what black flag was doing and it's like oh this guy has a bigger health bar than me i can't take him down Whereas Black Flag, I see a legendary ship, and I know I have the upgrades to take them down. I'm like, man, this fight's gonna suck, but I, I know with enough time I can like use the game mechanics to beat this guy. Odyssey's an RPG. Odyssey's like, if you don't have enough stats, you're not gonna make it. Yeah, same Black as Black Flag's like, Black Flag's like, oh, you put the time in this world to upgrade your ship. It's time. Like, you can do this now. That's why I like that game. I like those older Assassin's Creeds because yes, they had RPG elements. But they kept the like immersion factor and they didn't like try to force me to play the outside game in order to like just enjoy the game. They're so hesitant to let you have fun in Assassin's Creed games. Black Flag was the only one where I was like the whole time, yep, I can play this for hours. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Sailing in particular, I barely fast traveled in that game because sailing is so fun. Same. I just like it, it's nice to to do the traveling like in any game i love open world travel i don't like can, fast traveling in hogwarts like i'll get on my broom and go like you can fish you can go hunt sharks and whales that's it i'm sold you can, right <laughs> you can like uh, no, the whaling was actually really really fun too really fun you can go underwater diving for treasure so you can like go through rich shipwrecks and stuff it's a perfect pirate game which is oh, yeah. the perfect they're lacking within like ships and booms they're There's probably in the sailing shanties. part right but the outside of part is i don't know where that game looks like it's failing at what game will it, the new pirate game by ubisoft ships oh, sc and, uh, or skulls and, skull and bones i said skull ships and bones, bones. <laughs> ships and, <laughs> and you would think they would be able to, to get it they're, right you know the new ubisoft titled chips and dip <laughs> bangers and mash you're going, you're going the wrong way with that one because they're they're doing what i was talking about with odyssey where it's stat based and it's not focusing yeah. on what makes those kind of games good which is the immersion part that's why sea of thieves is so fucking popular sea of thieves isn't an rpg the most that you can earn that game is a new hat and a new coat you don't earn anything for playing that game. otherwise yeah you just run around being a fucking pirate the experience is getting on a boat with your friends screaming because you're sinking and like the cannons are flying by your head and shit. That's what the fun is of those games. I don't want to have to grind to get new boots and a hook hand. No, dude, I'm here to fucking like get water off the deck and like shoot a cannon across. It's fun, man. So yes, uh, sailing in Black Flag is like one of the first mechanics that I can think of in a game that I just really enjoy and miss. And speaking of Assassin's Creed, I do like the assassination part because, like, the actual thinking part, like, all right, how am I going to sneak around? How am I going to get back to, like, around these people? Am I going to take this person out or not without the stat readings? Um, no other game does yeah. kill Yeah, they, they, well. really, they really, like, I feel like in Origins, I can just, I can just bum rush everything if I want to like but i choose to you know do the stealth shit because that's what i feel like is how you should play the game 
but they don't really punish you. Like if you're good enough and your level is up enough, you can just run through everybody, hide when you need to, come out, kill, blah 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 blah, finish the mission. And, and I feel like that kind of sucks. Well, they kind of loses the heart. Impatient audience. They don't cater to people that appreciate like mapping out a level before you actually go in it right and, like figuring out what you want to do they go to people who want to be a viking and take up a dual wield axe and fucking swing endlessly at enemies for an hour that don't even look at you at least we still have hitman if you still want to do that have you ever yeah, played a hitman game i am not i i've played hitman games or i've tried and i i've been bored mm. yeah it looks very boring it's it's like it's not boring for the people who want that but like i'd rather go play metal gear (laughs) speaking of which i gotta go back and play fucking metal gear solid 4 just like i've never actually played it but i watched it uh guns of the patriots Mm. don't worry we have a copy of it all right so the mechanic that came to my mind that i felt like was a great idea but wasn't executed to you know its top potential in the 2012 SSX remake, um, the way they handled online play, so there is a bunch of different mountain ranges and then different peaks and then different tracks on each peak. And if you wanted to set like a time or something like that, you would you know choose that specific level. And as you're playing down, the top three scores would be ghosts that would race alongside you. And then let's say if anybody else was online at that time, and they had started like you would see like a ghost of them moving in real time which i think was really cool but the problem is i felt like it would have benefited more from like not like a drop-in mechanic which is what they had but more of like a oh let's get five six people and start at the same time because it's cool for like trick attack or something where you're not really you know, worried about a race. You just want to, you know, you can take as much time as you need to, to move up and down the mountain and like score points. But in a race setting, I felt like it would have been smarter to just have like the races start at the same time. Cause it was more of like, oh, who can score the best time? Which was cool, but it didn't feel like I was ever really playing with anybody. Like, it was like people were playing and then I would see just ghosts. It wasn't as interactive as I felt like it could be. And also that game, like, the the player base left really, really fast. And I feel like what that game lacked in terms of, like, personality and, like, anything that made Tricky so, like, vibrant and fun to look at and fun to play and fun to listen to was kind of lost. Like, we still had the cool mountain ranges, the crazy tricks, all of that but the soul of the game was a lot more hollow. And I feel like because of that and the way they handled the online, they didn't really reach the peaks that they could have, pun intended. And we haven't gotten an SSX game in 11 years. Ah! So I don't know. Yeah, that should have really been left for like a time mode. or like Exactly. like that was like crowd. the basic that was the basic online mode it was uh, it was global something i played the shit out of this game i beat the game at jamal's house like i didn't even let him beat it i beat it for him <laughs> <laughs> i was just doing i was just racing like he was just watching me time. play <laughs> i was just racing online all the time man like it was just great fun game like really great like ssx game just the online like what they said felt flat 
and that's really unfortunate get to everything else like you get to go to the shop buy boards you race you earn more money you get to buy more legendary boards like all that was great because you just naturally want to play more if you really like ssx mm-hmm. well, play, do you still immersion of the online do you still own that game we'll play yes on xbox yes we should totally play together i 100%. love that game me and jamal oh my god oh i used to play the shit because i used to be mad when jamal had a 360 because i used to play on the ps3 he used to be mm. like jamal i'm about to compare times with you and <laughs> wait you do bring you have game time. pass yeah yeah it's on ea play well i own it as well <laughs> oh oh bet <laughs> classic oh yeah 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 nah, i mean i love that series um i still play ssx3 all the time it's 100 percent. i think my number one comfort game at this point so I, I i this is like a cry for help i really want that series to come back with the personality and the fire that it had when tricky came out but with all the precision and smoothness of three that's the perfect game for me well speaking of making a comeback it's time for trivia 10 questions 20 seconds each it's time for pixelate trivia question one which video game system was the first to use dvd technology And stop. I said. No, I thought it might have been the Dreamcast. 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 That's correct. Go. Dreamcast came out first. Yes. Let's go, boys. All right. Micah can suck it. Question (laughs) two. Youth. (laughs) He wasn't around. The Sony DualShock controller was launched in which year? I feel like this is a trick question. It is. The original DualShock. Five. Time. The original what type of countdown was that? Yeah. Was released. I, I had to type it out because you said <laughs> on PlayStation said 1998. One in 1998. I said 19... 1997. Ah, damn fuck it! You. <laughs> I said 01. I was thinking of the DualShock 2, and I was like, "Fuck." Oh yeah, yeah, you know. Because wait, the did the original PlayStation have joysticks? Yes. Yeah, yes. but not not initially. They yes, came out it, with the, right. It came out. It came like, out with uh, Super mm, Monkey Ball. Who said the? Who got the point? Wow. No one. Okay. No one. What? We got 1998. It's fucking no. one year off. <laughs> so, but Jamal didn't well, state. Wasn't and who gets it closest? Yeah. Who gets it? Yeah, I didn't state that though. Yeah, it was Jamal's rules this week. Exactly. Jamal's house. Napoleon Bonaparte. <laughs> right. Question three. Napoleon Bonaparte used what to expand his power in Assassin's Creed 2? 
Oh, I was like, what the fuck kind of history shit is this? <laughs> Been so long since I played two. God damn you, Jamal. That's the only one I owned, and I never beat it. <laughs> uh, okay. Now I'm second guessing. Ten seconds left. Man, fuck this note writing shit that y'all. I'm fucking typing it out, bro. This is way better, actually. I feel like I'm playing Jeopardy. <laughs> Oh. Time. Fuck. Okay. I feel like it's the apple. Of it was the apple, apple of Eden. <laughs> yeah, that's what I said. Yeah, apple of Eden. Let's go. No, wait. Huh? What did Wolfman <laughs> say? He said the fucking orb. orb the fucking orb. what? Orb. I don't know what it's called. Orb. The, the apple. That, that yeah, doesn't that count. Thing. Yes, it does. I'm, I'm counting myself. I have two points. Because that's what it is. It's the thing. Oh. I just... D <laughs> you know, the stuff. Yeah, the thing. The, the thing that thing. you hold. Yeah, it's the apple. It's not a real apple. You can't eat it. Next question. What? What is the name E3 also known as? Or what is the actual, you know, non-abbreviated name for E3? Why did you say it like that? What does E3 stand for? Yeah. Cool. <laughs> Ten seconds left. Time. Electronic Entertainment, Entertainment Expo. Expo. Yes. <laughs> Come on. Micah, he said. Well, you said Entertainment Third. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Are you serious? <laughs> Yeah, dude, I don't, first of all, I don't watch E3, and I definitely don't know the fucking, what the, uh, whatever it's called means. Fake gamer. Fake gamer, not a gamer. Sh showing your youth here, man. No longer a gamer boy. <laughs> <laughs> Michael, <laughs> when's your birthday? Okay. Okay. <laughs> oh, sorry, is that, is that too personal for the podcast? What'd you say? I said, when's your birthday? It's November. November what? <laughs> Motherfucker. Change my diapers. You don't know my fucking birthday. <laughs> <laughs> what year were you born? 2001. <laughs> I was All born right. like six months before Kingdom Hearts came out. That's fucking crazy. Number I know. <laughs> Where did the name Mario for the Nintendo franchise come from? Did the name Mario from the what? Yes, like where did the name Mario come from? Question five, Jamal, what the fuck? I'm just gonna guess. Yeah. Uh... How much time do we have? 10 seconds. You guys said November. Yeah? 
time. And the answer is... I said plumbing. I said Italian name. <laughs> American Nintendo executive. Uh, Italian name. Someone's I thought it was the guy who owned the building that they worked in. V-Bucks are an in-game currency for which famous video game franchise? Oh you had five seconds. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and time. <laughs> Let's see those answers. It's Fortnite. Fortnite. Fortnite, Fortnite, Fortnite. Yeah, we all know. I feel like you wouldn't have gotten that fucking answer. Right, like uh, if that was my question, you yeah. would have gotten it wrong. You'd be like, oh, it's fuck, I second guess. <laughs> uh, is it Destiny? <laughs> I don't play these fucking games. <laughs> question seven. The word Pokemon is generally understood to be a translation of which phrase? Phrase. Yeah. Yeah. I know what he's saying. I think I know what you're saying as well, but. A Pokemon! It's a phrase. Mm hmm. 10 seconds. It's fine. I'm just going to put it up. Pocket monsters. Just yeah, so you guys yeah, don't yeah. think I just fucking like made it up. Pocket monsters. Yeah, it's on the back of the Japanese cards. I'm gonna fucking whip out my pocket monster right now. Whoa. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> pocket monster. What the fuck is a Bakugan? Backpack, Backpack monster? Backpack <laughs> <laughs> monster. Okay. Here's another one. <laughs> what? I is that really what it means? Probably. No. Oh. <laughs> Question eight. What items cannot be used against Elder Dragons in the video game franchise Monster Hunter? Eat a dick. What, what did you say? <laughs> What's what the question? Item, what items cannot be used against Elder Dragons in the video game franchise Monster Hunters? Oh, I'm trying to remember. I got you, Jamal. This one was for me. Thank yeah. You. <laughs> <laughs> For all you haters, I that think I got it. Cool. Ten seconds. From I think I remember, but it's been a while. All right, seems like everybody has their answers. Let's see them. Traps. It's the trap. Yeah. It's the traps. It's traps. Oh, yeah. traps. That's trash. Because you couldn't, you couldn't efficiently farm them, which was really annoying. Yeah. Wolfie, what was your answer? I said the little bug things that you use to move around in Monster Hunter Rise. Yeah, that's, that's the only game with that. <laughs> it's the only game I know. <laughs> All right. All right. Question number nine. Mashiro Sakurai, the creator of the Smash Bros. series, is also known for which video game franchise? Japanese ass trivia, bro. <laughs> oh, if you don't know this, you should be ashamed. I didn't really listen to the question. I just I was like, this is a very Japanese centered <laughs> trivia in my head. This. What was the question? Masahiro Sakurai is responsible for what franchise aside from Super Smash Brothers? Oh, well. Ten uh, seconds possible, left. But he doesn't fucking work on it. Maybe not anymore. It's actually a good question. I have no idea. 
time. You don't know? No, I don't know if he's still working on them. No, he, he doesn't. Oh, Kirby. Kirby, fuck me, I said Earthbound. What the <laughs> fuck? <laughs> what? I don't fucking know. Kirby. Why the fuck else is Ness in Smash Bros? Fully loaded. Yeah. Kirby, Superstar Ultra. Okay, well, yeah, final, gonna... final question. All right. And this, so name every iteration of the DS. This includes up to the end of the 3S lifespan, and you have to name them in order. Oh, you sized it. You sized it. Okay, listen, listen, listen. All right. You get three points if you get in order. You get one point if you happen to just name them all. Things were going so well, and then you just fucking had to. Name every console <laughs> in Nintendo's order. ever made. I literally don't have the space for this. And you get one quarter of a point for half of a console that you name. What do you mean you forgot the Minecraft exclusive DS? <laughs> hey, you're stupid. You get How much time you get is left? You get 10 more seconds, we'll pay. DS, DS. <laughs> right. <laughs> DDS, DSS, DSL. DSL. Time. All right, I'm just going to name them in order. Okay. You have Nintendo DS, mm -hmm. DS Lite, mm -hmm. DSi. Yeah. Mm -hmm. DSi XL. Oh, eat a dick. <laughs> You're bullshit. 3DS. Mm -hmm. 3DS uh -huh. XL. Okay. Uh -huh. 2DS. Mm -hmm. Yes. New 3DS. Oh, uh, yes. fuck out of here. New 3DS XL. Yes. And then a new 2DS XL. Yes, oh, sorry, I, I only my... missed one, you bastard! Sorry. I thought my 3DS was new. I knew there was 10. You guys. I thought my 3DS I was new. I got seven new. of them when I buy it new. There's like 10 or 11, I knew it! I only got seven. What, so what is when that? did they made a, when did, when did they make a DSi XL? Why? Yes. Why did they do that? <laughs> Yeah, the XL. I didn't know about that one. That's the only one that I yeah, didn't know. Yeah, I've never heard of that. Oh, uh, actually, you missed the DS Vita. <laughs> <laughs> You're not remembering the DSP. <laughs> All right. So today's point totals after uh, trivia. So Jamal is in last place with eight points after three games. Uh, Micah is in fourth place with 17 and a half points after three games. I am in third place with 18 points after three games. Wolpe is in second place after three games with 23 and a half. And Chris has played all four games so far and sits at 26 and a half points. So after next week, we will all be up to four games total. Uh, and we'll see where the real where the real point standings are. Well, that has been Pixelate. We are Pixelate, where the H is silent, but the hate is very real. Quite uh, real. For me, for trivia. Yes, because your trivia was dog shit. Okay, <laughs> you sucked at the last question. I thought that was a fair question. Um, yeah, so make sure you guys go ahead and follow and like everywhere. We're on YouTube, we're on Spotify, Apple Pods, uh, wherever you guys get your, your podcast intake. Um, our link tree has a uh, has the links to all of our social media accounts. Uh, we're on Instagram, uh, we're on Twitter, 
We have a, a dedicated discourse. So if you ever feel the need to jump in that, definitely feel free. Uh, on YouTube, we have a uh, Let's Play series uh, called Pixel Play. It is up on the channel. Um, hopefully, we'll we'll start playing some games where not just me and Micah or just myself uh, playing, you know, Wulong or Resident Evil 4 demoed. I want to play games where it's like all five of us, uh, whether competing or working together. But that's uh, that's coming in the in the near future. So stay tuned for that. That's pretty good content. Um, follow Micah everywhere, Mikey OQ. He, he also streams. He also has a YouTube channel. Uh, definitely support him on on those on those uh, platforms as well. Please and thanks. Yes. I need my fancy games Gracias. to have release dates, so I know, so I can plan my shit out accordingly. I will say, if you are watching this on YouTube, make sure to uh, give this video a like and a comment. Yeah, because that's usually where I'm watching the pod, and uh, I would love to see some people's comments and feedback on the show. That would be awesome. Very correct. So remember that if you're watching. Okay. That's and it. if you're listening, then just go to the video companion of the uh, pod and leave a like, leave a comment. We much. And if you're listening, cry. just fax me uh, your feedback. <laughs> I'll leave and it if, in the description. And if, if you have the YouTube up, but you're not watching, you're still listening to that, go ahead and just mute it and then look at the screen so that you're getting both experiences. If you're listening on a radio disconnected from society, <laughs> shoot us, just send us a paper airplane. If you're sitting, if you're sitting in my closet right now, getting, getting the live <laughs> version of the show, please get out. <laughs> and if you're listening from overseas outside the U.S., put a letter in a bottle and then, you know. If you're in my walls, please stop. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, this is Pixelate. We're getting off the game. So, logging off. Yeah. Holler at you yeah. later. Goodbye. Potty talk. Potty talk. Oh, I saw a, pod, a fire podcast name the other day. It was called, it's a gaming podcast. It's called Friends Per Second. I was like, damn. Yes. Okay. That's kind of clean. That's kind of clean. And then he has like developers on and stuff from like different big games and he talks to them. Hmm. That's pretty cool. Must be nice. Must be. <laughs> we could never have a developer. Your game is shit. <laughs> <laughs> hey, so what were you thinking about that one part that I really fucking hated? You know, what were you thinking when you did that? Hey, could you tell me about my least favorite part of your game? Honestly, that's kind of fire. Like if you like not ambush someone, but you just sit down, you get real, you're like, hey. Uh, by the way, this one part these these studios PR teams would never allow it. Nope, they would never allow like people like us to talk to them. Because if we did what you're saying, we first of all it wouldn't go up, and then second of all, they probably put some kind of lawsuit out on us <laughs> <laughs> for misinformation or some shit. They're fucking shady as hell, man. It'll have to be yeah. like years after the game has been released. <laughs> Yeah. Right. Like, if it's like a, maybe we could get like an indie developer on. That'd be kind of cool. Yeah. Getting an indie developer. That'd be sick.